Welcome to another episode of Forge Podcast, a podcast where we talk about the sports industry as a whole, everything that's going on in the industry, all the exciting news that happens, and everything that happens in our little workplace. I'm Zach. I'm Jan. This is Forge, and Jan, how are you yes. today? <laughs> I'm doing good. I I pressed down the feeling of making another joke about talking about the esports industry as a sinking hole. Ugh. But that's Ugh, our favorite yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Well, worry not, because we've got some uh, some conversation today that might explain why it's a sinking hole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is not what I wanted to like lead towards. Well, it's no, just, you know, me being a little child and wanting to make that joke again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Winter is come. It is here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, the the what like oh, I mean like today is nice. Today is twenty three Celsius winter, yeah. so yeah, not bad. Not uh, no. Bad. Overall, I'm doing good. Um, lots of stuff happening. Yeah, as, as usual, it's work. Then there's the real life things. Yeah, Still yeah. Slowly getting ready to move in Ooh. like five weeks. Exciting. Very yeah, very as, exciting. Is the when you're starting to like pack up everything that, so, so like today I went to the, to our hallway, yeah. and I picked up all of my, how are they called like cloaks jackets, yeah, yeah. No, all of the the winter the winter jackets and like general jackets like that hang there with the exception of like one windbreaker, so I'm like well if we're moving end of August early September, I don't yeah. need any of those until we we're settled in a new house true very true so yeah into the box they already go nice productive then <laughs> yeah 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 solid oh. so like that stuff how's how's everything on your end yeah not bad not bad bit quiet um keep an eye out for some bits and pieces at the moment other than that i'm uh still enjoying being fun employed which is my term i'm using to condone what i'm doing right now <laughs> um yeah not bad can't complain the weather's miserable but we move um yeah i thought we could start it off obviously we, we've decided on our kind of our big topic for today but i think there's maybe a couple of fresh off the press things yeah i, I think we suddenly have like two i mean with with the thing that that we discussed before, that that's already like kind of two topics or yeah. in one. Um, but yeah, as you said, like some fresh off the press stuff, uh, which I think this will be a loaded episode. So yeah. let's bring it. Let's go. We love that. So, I mean, first and foremost, do do we should we give the honourable mention to the uh, fanatic rising player? No. No. Okay. No. Well, if you like, if you missed it, go on Twitter and you'll see it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's it's just one kid, you know, being what banned for account sharing and yeah, yeah kid. It's it's essentially kids being stupid. Yeah, not not his smartest choice. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, like not not kids being stupid, but like you know, anyone who has ever dealt with teenagers, yeah, knows, uh, or anyone who's ever been a teenager knows. At some point, you'll do something stupid. Yeah, it's just it's it doesn't really work out that well when it's in the public eye, though. 
Yeah. Um, and when you're representing Fnatic, you are in the public eye. So yeah. hopefully he learns his lesson. But let's get straight into it. How about we go into the overarching subject of today? Uh, I thought we'll do it the other way around. The other way around? I, I you mean, want to do it the other you know, way around? Uh, toss a coin. Right. Where's the coin? I've I mean, your nearest witcher isn't <laughs> here, but like, toss a coin anyway. Let's go. Right, we're going to toss a coin. So, Hats is. Okay. Let's say Hats is Rocket League and Tails is. Um, or like, Numbers, Tails, in my opinion, is the, yeah. the is League of Legends. Are you ready? Yeah. I didn't drop it. It's good. It's heads. What was that again? Rocket League, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is, mate. Brilliant. No, it's 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 my boomer, my boomer brain, and you know the stuff going on in real life, yeah. um, making my head dizzy. Well, that's what I'm here for. Don't you worry. So, yeah. it's it's like, I mean, you know, like I, I can say this here. Um, it's okay, you know, to say it publicly. I'm I'm about to be a dad this year. Yeah. So is the is the pregnancy brain of my wife yeah. <laughs> passing <laughs> uh, over to you? Getting 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 over to me. So yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, congratulations. I've said Thank it you. to you numerous times, but I'll say it here as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, very exciting. I mean, stuff, we, you know? we're we're I mean, what means quite far is is the fifth month fifth month now. Yeah. Kill. that's um, that's scary that's flown by <laughs> yeah it's like we're we're pretty much nearly at the halfway point yeah, it's like God. i think two weeks and then we're at the halfway point aye, aye, aye. um so yeah uh, it's exciting times very exciting times so but yeah it also makes you forgetful about like everything else so i thought like that hats yeah. was rocket league well i feel like it's justified mate it, <laughs> bigger fish to fry in a way you know yeah. um but yeah i mean we'll jump into it so this hilariously i just saw on twitter whilst i was grabbing a drink before we started recording um and it is the establishment of the rocket league players association um i mean i personally saw it because uh johnny davis is a part of it who was previously with afk pros um worked with him numerous times with quadrant ricks um got on with him incredibly well he's a very very decent guy um and he moved on to another job and seems to be doing this in the background um which i think i want your first impressions on yeah. the establishment of a player association obviously we've covered it already on forge in the form of lcs and everything that's happening over there yeah. um with their player association but yeah, just just your instant kind of what what you're thinking as soon as as soon as I kind of shared that tweet with you. Um. Okay. My instant rest. I mean, like overall, you know, I'm um I think it's good that player associations are forming. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the voice from the players. Like back in the days when I was in in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. Um. When I was actively coaching and and managing, we also had the players organization. Yep um with with multiple players um i think the player organization or the player association uh at the beginning was was led by bakery who is now uh gm 
is he GM at Team Dignitas? I think GM is his role. I want to say, yeah. Yeah, he's he's working at Team Dignitas now. I mean, back then he used to be a player for Team Dignitas and HOTS. Mm. Um, But yeah, um, we had a players association, which, you know, the players formed by themselves. And so my instant reaction is when I look at this and it's like, oh, here, this is the players operation, uh, players association, and we have our operations board. And then there are five names on there. And the thing that I find weird is that none of those five names is an active pro player today, which yep. I like, yes, I, I can, I can understand that if the players went and was like, Hey, you know, we want to have a player's association and, and you kind of like represent us, but it's like only coaches and managers or like, or like I mean, uh, Turinturo is like you said, he was playing for Rogue. But yes. it was like what yep. three years ago. I don't know what team he's on at the moment. If he's even on a team, not actively. So, no. Yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit weird. I mean, you you said it's it's cool. You know, we have the we have the performance coach for Falcons on there. There's the um the coach and manager for Moist. Yep. Um, there is the head coach for G two. Um, so you mentioned that they have like people from kind of like each region representing the players association but i just find it extremely yeah i think weird is the is the right word when there is no active player on it because it's like how can you actively be a voice of the players when there's no player among you or no active player among you yeah so i i think i i definitely agree with you that is um that is difficult in a way i think obviously the the general plan is forming an international board of players where you have players representing each region Um, and the entry requirements for that uh, are a person shall be eligible to be a full member if he or she a has qualified for and competed in at least one rlcs regional event in the last 180 days so instantly looking for an active player or has qualified for and competed in at least one RLCS major in the last 365 days, obviously major having a bit more kick to it, or C, has qualified for and competed in at least one RLCS world championship in the last 365 days. So, I mean, obviously that criteria alone there is confirming either active players or players of high calibre. Yeah, I mean, it's, which, it, it might be good. true for the individuals on the operations board, but they haven't done it as players. They have done it as coaches and managers then. Yeah, no, and I, I 100% understand what you're saying. Obviously, you've got a previous player on there, which is good, but Rocket League, and I'm sure any Rocket League player will, will say this, is that it is, it's a constantly evolving meta. Like, Psionics has evolved massively, even in the past few years, uh, as a terms, like in terms of being a publisher. So... There's a lot of things that are changing with that, so maybe it would definitely be beneficial to have an active player as part of the like actual integral operation side of things that is in inside of it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, personally, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it is really good to see that there's player associations forming. I think Psionics has been a bit cautious with a lot of teams leaving in the past year um and obviously what how that is going to affect rlcs in a whole as a whole um so i think in turn i mean obviously all all of this is unsanctioned by psionics 
in the hope that Sinox will then uh, welcome it and set up regular meetings and and obviously get feedback to try and make the best ecosystem possible for RLCS across the globe, which I think is incredibly admirable. I think RLCS does need it at the moment in terms of the feedback. Um, I think it's always just difficult then is the selection per region as well because it kind of ties into uh, kind of loosely into topics we've discussed previously on here is like the kind of the stacking of regions and which reason which regions are more stacked than the other ones so obviously with Rocket League I mean Europe is massive for Rocket League is massive like there is a lot of talent in Europe so you've got to kind of narrow that down to find someone to represent Europe that is going to be a fair voice that is let's be honest because our like, Rocket League players obviously are a lot younger so yeah. you've got to find someone that isn't just going to be a troll and not take it seriously because this is potentially people's careers involved I think there's a lot of moving pieces to it and I think obviously definitely in favour of it but it's I think it's kind of a see how it pans out see who's selected for it um, yeah. And also, Psyonix's reaction, I think, would be really interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we haven't, you know, we, we've just reacted on this, because, like, this yeah. tweet dropped, what, five or ten minutes before we started recording. Yeah, literally, yeah. Um, I mean, it says, like, what, 27 minutes ago, so it's, like, really mm. 15 minutes before we started recording. And there's, like, some messages of the, the operations board, which we haven't listened to. Like, all we have looked at is, like, the written missions. Yep. Uh, the the written uh, messages, but it's kind of like you know, this is the questions like, what is their mission? Yeah. What 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 do they are they looking to accomplish? Um, are they looking to accomplish you know to make it better for LCS players? Um, hence why there's the entry requirements and that you have to have played that you have to have played in like the RLCS. Um, so is this more like an RLCS? players association or are they looking you know to like look at the entire um player base or like com yeah like even competitive and like make it more more broad and then my question is like you and me know about like women's carball championship where yeah, female players are competing and you know where like are our female players represented by this yeah um when and and you know like mo most of the time the players association we saw this with league of legends they're stepping in when something is is coming from like the developer or the publisher yeah and when when they're when they have to step in and be a voice for the players um but it's kind of like if there's entry requirements um to like be part of the association um then it's a little bit weird. I, I I would understand it if it's like, oh yeah, you know, like not everyone can, of course, you know, and 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 I'm I'm assuming that at some point they will like vote for the representatives. I don't know if that happened this time, mm. or if this is just like the founding members. But you know, every players' association in the future they will like vote for the representatives. Um, and therefore it makes sense, you know, to have like the regulation of like, oh, you know, there, there needs to be like an entry barrier. Yeah. But it's like there's there's no word of of female, and you and me both know we've we've seen it not only like women's carball championship, but female esports is on the rise. 
we're seeing it with Valorant, with Game Changers, and yeah. even Psionics in the past have had, I don't want to say multiple attempts, because, but I, I have seen like news or like in conversations that they're looking into, oh, what can we do for for female esports? Yeah. Right? So it's a little bit of the questions like, okay, who are they exactly representing? Who are they? What like what is their mission and what's happening? Yeah. Again, like overall, I'm happy that there's movement and Rocket League, you know, for a game that's out for what eight years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. To now, finally or slowly having a, a players association. Good, happy. Um, because it should always be you know a more open, broader conversation to in- include everyone and make voices heard especially yep. the voices of the players but yeah there are a few odd things when you look at this announcement and again you know maybe there's something in the in the video messages we haven't listened to them yet when when they're talking about it but yeah it, it just feels odd when there are entry requirements which you know aside from the coaches being there um like the the founding members or the operations board doesn't necessarily fulfill um, and when none of them is an active player. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that you've just said that I do really agree with. Obviously, the the general premise is, uh, I mean, as is a term that we see a lot when it comes to agencies and stuff like that, is like for the players, by players. Um, and I think that really does tie into what you're saying with the operations board. And I think 100% something that I'm glad you flagged because I wanted to talk about it as well, is the fact that, to me, this is the RLCS Players Association. Like, not the Rocket League Players Association. Because everything is focused on RLCS. Obviously, the the only mention we really have is uh, a person shall be eligible to be a full member if he or she, and then the points. But, like like we've said and numerous times and we've looked into it both um a fair bit is like women's car ball obviously there's a lot of things that have happened there it's been taken over by someone else now so there's a lot of things going there but i think that's what it screams to me is that uh, it's not a bad thing i just think the message needs to be crystal clear that yeah this is for rocket league esports so there is actually like there is a there's a video about um like a video where they're explaining the goals uh, yeah. again like you know i haven't listened um i've seen a few um like as well pro players commentating on it with like you know w and yeah of course it's it's a win um but uh yeah it's it's just like you would wish you know just for i mean if the pro players are commentating on it you know get involved yeah. It's like it's. I I can understand oftentimes you know players they are lazy all they want to do is play and not you yeah. know beat around with like politics, um. But yeah, it's and that's the only again you know overall I think this is very positive news. I just think like hey, how about having some currently active players on the on the board, um and yeah make sure like you're actually you know voicing what's what happened um or like what's happening yeah. uh with with the players on board yeah um just like what one minute ago or something uh esports insider apparently also dropped uh, the news on this so yeah that will be interesting to see their feedback on it 
Um, yeah. I mean, they, they say they aim to improve communication with developer psionics and advocate on behalf of talent. Yeah. Which is, yeah, kind of like an agent, <laughs> what an agency yeah, does. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. No, I, I mean, like, look, I mean, this is, yeah, of course, you know, this is what um, what players associations are looking to do, you know, advocate yeah. on behalf of the talent. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think it will be really interesting to see how it develops. It would be interesting to make sure the messaging is clear from it, to make sure that they have active players involved, which obviously they are going to have through the recruitment process. I think it would be very good to see how they cover female and marginalized genders um, with things like women's carball and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I think obviously, yeah, this, this is like brand new, just come out, but yeah. I think, yeah, the, there's a lot of things which all in all, this could be really exciting and it could be what Rocket League needs. Yeah, 100%. But it also, I, I'm just, I'm anxious to see what they're going to fight for. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's always, you know, I guess it's either it's going to be a huge success or yeah. it's going to be just a straight up fail. I, yeah. and, and again, you know, I don't want to be sound like the guy who's just bashing on it. No, all, no, you know, no, I no. think this is this is this is very positive news. Yeah. You know, this 100%. is um, probably much more a much more positive topic than the other one we're about to dive into. Oh, yeah. In a little bit. But um, yeah, again, I. I just want you know just because I'm used and like of course you know like the the main person in charge usually of like players associations usually isn't really a player anymore. Yeah. Um. So like like a commissioner or you know whoever they have as the president of the players associate association. But yeah, it's I I'd, I'd like to see like more players being actively involved yeah. and not just you know letting things run on autopilot because. You know that that is something that often happens with agents. Um, also, again, you know, I'm not hopping. This this episode is not to like hop on and, and hate on agents. No, we can do this another time. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like you know, it's 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 just like you know, you. It's never gonna be good if you like let things run on autopilot. Yeah. That you know when no 100%. when when it's about making your voice heard because it's it's yeah. your voice, and like no one brings out your voice better than you. Uh, 100% I think the 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 nice thing that I know with it is I just know how integrated into Rocket League Johnny is um so from that f just from that side of things I think he's actively obviously coming from the agency background as well where you're ultimately trying to get the best for your player um I think yeah it it's it seems to be in good hands in terms of the just the connections that are, that are there already but i yeah i think if i'm honest i want to see in the next few hours what the other pro players say because they realistically will have a comment about this hopefully it's publicized so we can see it and it's not just in their discord servers where they're either trashing it or bigging it up um but yeah i think it'll be really interesting to see just what what the scenes as a whole have to say yep um but yeah i mean kind of moving on from that that's not the only interesting tweet that we've seen recently is it 
No, it's kind of like I, I think this dropped what the I think on the day like I'm not really sure. I think like I I, I put the podcast online on Spotify and um on on Apple and Google. That's the yep. platforms that you can find us on. You know, yep. if you want to leave a review, much appreciated. <laughs> um, putting that in, yeah. you know, on the side. Um, yeah. Um, I think it pretty much dropped right after um we um we put on the last episode. Yes. And this is about like not really news about like not really news. I mean, it's constantly being in the in the conversations over the past few years um but you know we have franchising in league of legends with the lec and now there comes a conversation about a salary cap but not a salary cap about for like for the lec but a salary cap for regional leagues and there was a report and this is why and, and it's going to be somewhat two topics because it's yep. a that European regional leagues are going to have, like, according to sources, you know, no, nothing of this is confirmed yet. So it's still speculation, but, you know, it's fun to speculate and talk about it. Oh, yeah. So the sources say that the European regional leagues and League of Legends are going to have three splits in 2024, same as the LEC format, which... Um, l let's start with that and talk about the salary cap for ERLs after. Um, let's first talk about the free split model and this pretty much the same um the same system yeah the same tournament tournament format as the lec overall uh i'm in favor of that um of lec and erl having the same tournament for tournament format yeah um i'm not 100% sure currently where I stand on the LEC format as a whole. Yeah, I mean, it's something that obviously you know a lot more than me um, in terms of like the formats, just obviously being heavily involved with it as you were. Um, but yeah, I, I think just on the basis of, uh, of what you linked me, kind of talking about this and like looking at the regional leagues as well, it's it's always like the perfect chance to do things a bit differently like kind of like what we were talking about when we talked about like valorant's format as well which not not to backpedal and go completely off piece but that's something i now feel entirely differently about after watching the ascension um games play out and realizing that you can lose one map and then you've got nothing for a year and a half so from the regional basis i think it is that really good chance to try and establish something new and something that works as good as humanely possible you've got all the experience of um like the lec to go off you've got all the other leagues all the other regional leagues to try and establish something that works um so yeah it's it is an interesting one yeah i mean let's let's go back to the format yeah. um for League of Legends. So at the LEC, you know, they changed the format at the beginning of this year instead of two splits and the double round robin. So each team having 18 games. Yep. Um, we're now having uh, a single round robin. So each team having nine games. So that being over in like three weeks. Yep. And then based off that, like a group stage, 
and I'm I'm not overly against the new system. I actually think it has a lot of a lot of upsides. Mm-hmm. Um, what still kind of like feels weird, and it's I'm I'm having less issues with Dota in that regard because like Dota, for example, also is a single round robin. Yeah. Um, but it's best of three. Yeah. Um, so it's seven games, but you know, when you lose map one, you can adjust. Yeah. In League of Legends, it's kind of like, and, and this is what happened to Fnatic in the first split, which was winter, is you start the season on the wrong foot. Yeah. And you're doomed. Yeah. The season is over because you go out in like ninth, tenth place. It's like only the bottom two tier, the the two bottom teams. The, the two teams at the bottom, but still, you know, it's like, okay. And then you're kind of like, right, are we making, do we have to make, you're so much caught in like the re- uh, recency bias yep. when you go into that off season between those very, very short splits, especially when you're finishing like 9-10, that, you know, maybe you, you don't give the team as much time to like develop, uh, you know, there's there's not as much data that you can put your decision on. And so, yeah, recency bias um, influences your decision a lot. So 100%. we have seen Fnatic making making roster changes. I wonder what's now happening with Vitality. I mean, they're still in the run to pretend to qualify for Worlds. Um, but, you know, they have been one of the hottest teams for the first two splits. And suddenly, for some reason, they start split three of the summer split off on the wrong foot and yeah. they're out in in the bottom two yeah um so yeah i'm i'm still not entirely sure if i like the new system or if i dislike it this it's kind of like oh cool you know after that you go into like the group stage which is pretty much a double elimination bracket yeah um and then you go into the finals as well which, with the top four it it's kind of like cool. It's 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 a change, but I'm I'm not sure if I like it. I think the the group stage in the beginning is still too short. Yeah. Um. Or you know, if it were if it's if you make it single round robin, um, and and everyone plays each other just once, then you know, make it best of three. Um, because yeah, I I don't think the best of one in single round robin is really like helping. Um, and the old yeah. system kind of like worked well because like even if you had a bad start, Fnatic 2019. I mean, we lost a lot in the beginning, mm-hmm. but we still ended the split in third place. I think that is really hard though with um, like single round robin, uh, best of ones. Right? Is that yeah? That just really increases yeah. the chance that if you if you cock up early on, then then it's over. And I don't think. I think in reality from the amount of money that's going into this and the amount of like obviously the size of the esports in the esport in general I feel like there would just be countless benefits to having even best of threes in that round robin stage like you say yeah so no I mean I definitely agree with you there I definitely do it's like honestly like the best of threes um if you still have like what three days per week like you make the regular season maybe one week longer yeah. Maybe one and a half weeks. Yeah, that would introduce work. reintroduce a super week and you have a four week regular season. I think it still works. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's just like the combination of single round robin and best of one is yeah, that's a little tough. bit hard. That's yeah, tough. because it, it it gives you like no and and all even you know for the storyline you know it's like you have imagine you have like the you have the 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 two giants G two and Fnatic and one is beating the other. And there's potentially no chance that you see the Hisawa face off again this split. Because mm. one of them might be dropped out in the bottom two. Yeah. And I mean, so, storyline wise, you don't have a shot at revenge or yeah. however you want to call it. I don't know. It's it's a tricky it's a tricky system. And I think there still needs to be some tweaking. Um I kinda like that is, you know, like how much it how much actually like each game matters like this is what I, what I love about the nfl compared to the nba like in the nba you're playing i'm um, depending on like if they're in your con in your conference and your division you're playing like teams i don't know how many often yeah uh, and you have like 82 games over the course of an entire season but yeah. if you go into the nfl it's 16 games you're not playing every team you play the teams in your division twice at least but it's 16 games every match counts yeah it's like if you like september is maybe not as important um <laughs> as people often say and you know it matters much more if you are still on form in like november december and you get to the later stages of the season especially in, in regards to injuries and, and whatnot but you know that that's a physical sport that works a little bit different um whereas yeah in league of legends i think it it kind of is cool that every match like counts more but there's no chance of like comeback like if you if you end up in a bad form you end up in a bad form and i don't know is there needs some tweaking to be done it's not bad but yep tweaking definitely no i, d I definitely agree with that and yeah i i think again it'll be interesting to see if there are any changes made to it um because from like the the fan storyline as well, with obviously trying to support their favorite teams, and then suddenly their teams are out almost instantly. It's then kind of a lot, a lot more difficult when it's like there could have been a bit of a like reverse sweep coming in here that would have been way more exciting and got a lot more people engaged. But yeah, no, I I definitely agree with the points you've made. But yeah, I mean, I mean overall, I think it's good, you know that the ERL is going to have the same system. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's, it's kind of weird, you know. Imagine you're you're looking at, at the Premier League and, I mean, I know nothing about soccer. Um, <laughs> Nor me. But imagine, yeah. Imagine you, you look at the Premier League and, like, yep. the, for the first and the second division in Premier League, I assume there is something like a first and yep. second division because there is in the German Bundesliga. Yeah. Um, but imagine they're having like two different formats. Yeah, definitely. No, and that yeah, I I I do agree with you there. I think. I don't know. I I am on the side for innovation, where it would be nice to try something different that can then even maybe maybe influence that tier one that you're feeding into um but then at the same time it's also kind of like that proving grounds right where if you've got the same the same structure the same format the same rule set in the tier two that's that's your prep stage for tier one so 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a give and take on that one, to be honest. I think it would be nice to see some innovation, but then I fully, fully understand and respect why it, it makes sense for it to be the same. Um, but I think leading from that, um, we can maybe talk a little bit about the salary caps that have been mentioned Yeah. Um, that are involving with it. So, I mean that that's an interesting conversation because yeah. like usually you think about think about um think about traditional sports. Yep. Which which games or like which leagues do have a salary cap in place? It's all the ones that are franchised. Yep. In some sort of form, where it's like where you cannot get relegated, where you cannot get promoted, you know then there is a cap. The NBA has a salary cap. The NFL has a salary cap. I don't think the German Bundesliga has a salary cap. Otherwise, you know, Bayern Munich would be like heavy in the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, actually. They would have I like... know that much about soccer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is the extent of, extent of my soccer knowledge. Yeah. But yeah, um, you know, there would be like issues. Um, interestingly, Formula One has budget cap in terms of like how much you are allowed to spend on your car as well yeah true very and true. um a lot of those leagues also have like a, a soft cap and a hard cap so meaning when you once you get over the soft cap you're playing some sort of luxury tax yeah and you pay that back towards the league um but in in that regard you first have to get like money from the league or like money from you know and and this is it's the same. This is the thing. In like the with the NBA, with the NFL, they all have like teams. Teams get a portion of the money for like broadcasting rights, and yep. you know, same with the LEC, with the LCS. Um, and I'm assuming that you know some of the ERLs also have maybe different deals in place there. But if you look at some of the ERLs, you can also like drop down. Uh, you can get relegated. Like yep. that is. That is possible uh, in Prime League, which is the German ERL. Yeah. Um, is is still, but it's still like uh, as soon as you get to like the first division status, then there's some sort of partnership agreement where you know things like that are often handled. Now, we're not seeing a. I mean, we've had conversations in the past years about like the benefits of having a salary cap in League of Legends in the LEC or in the LCS. What that would do is a it would make um it would make salaries public which is a whole other conversation yeah there's 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 one. pros to it but there's also and most of the fans don't see it that way yeah <laughs> um but like when you once you're like working with with organizations that you know or when you work for an organization there can also be cons to it of like having or, or like even when you're when you're a player that can be cons to it of like everyone knowing your salary because yeah. you, know, you get paid x I've... amount to play like that xd yep. kick w yeah yep i i couldn't go to another org and was like yeah but like my org is paying me this yeah or like you know to be like, I'm, I'm oh, being compensated we... this way and like therefore yeah. I should you know at least make the same you know that argument for example doesn't work anymore but you know there's there's so many things that we could talk about like having salaries public or not um 
that's one aspect of it. Like once you introduce a salary cap, you need to have those you need to have those public. But also it's it's kinda like, okay, what does that do with the scene and, and where like market value is at the moment? So to to go back to the article, um the article that we're having open or where we're looking at it is um you know by um Anonimotum, who is uh he's like working for he's working in league of legends for you know eternity yeah um and he's he's writing for blix.gg and um according to his sources um there is the possibility of applying a salary cap for some erls in 2024 um and they are like the, what he's mentioning is they're looking at Potentially 200k per year yep. for the Spanish league, and maybe a little bit higher in the LFL. So, okay, 200k per year. I I first want to get your reaction on that. So, I think off the base of it, it's it's a difficult number because obviously when you think of League of Legends as a whole, like. You'd instantly think at the top level that that's probably like a monthly payment, right, to one player. <laughs> like, maybe not quite that extreme. So I think automatically it seems low for because it's an entire team, right, for two hundred k. I mean, they're not saying if it's like coaches in there. I and okay. you, I, I would not think that you know, if they're introducing a salary cap, that they're introducing like oh. Because cause here, here again, we're different from traditional sports, right? Yep. Like, esports, yes, esports is still young, but uh, since when do we see, since when do we actively see coaches in esports? I mean, for the younger ones, that pretty much started, what, 2015? Yeah. Is when it slowly but surely, you know, came up. When, when I got introduced as coach for Fnatic and the Heroes of the Storm team, that was 2016. And I think I was the first coach in Europe. Yeah. Or like, or at least, you know, one of the first coaches because it wasn't really established. Same as like League of Legends, you would, you would start to see coaches in 2015 on stage. Some had, you know, people as like analysts, somewhat coaches working, but it wasn't like the, the fully recognized role as it is in, in basketball, in, in soccer, in American yeah. football or, you know, wherever. So, in those sports, like in the NFL, you know, the salary cap, or like even in, we talked about Formula One, and Formula One, the budget cap does not only include your drivers, it includes how much you can spend on the car in terms of development. Um, it even, as we saw with Red Bull <laughs> last year, is hospitality can be included yep. in there. <laughs> Very <laughs> um, good reference. Yeah, um, so I I doubt that, you know, any League of Legends salary cap would go as far and now into, like, implement the coaches and, and that stuff. So yep. I would I would say probably the 200k per year is just players. Yeah, and I mean, obviously I'm kind of reminding myself that ultimately it is the regional, like, leagues. It's not obviously the tier one, but I think if I'm honest... I think the amount is fine. Ultimately, that's that's what I'm sticking with. I think the amount is fine. 
given if it's obviously just the players because if a coach eats into it, manager, analyst, whatever, sub player, like there's obviously a lot more built around it than just the five players. But I think that is kind of where it should be at. But at the same time, I don't know the viewership of the regional leagues. I don't know the sponsors of the regional leagues. Like there's obviously a lot of things that attribute into like the amount of screen time, the amount of money that the league itself is making already. I think there's a lot of things to consider with that. But yeah, I think I'm definitely more leaning on towards the issues with the cap that you've talked about with obviously having them public with um, uh, the the issues with promotion and relegation. I think obviously th- those are issues that are worth noting. But my I'm going to stick with... 200k is fair for five players at that level well one thing that we have to consider yeah is especially league of legends counter-strike you know it, it it might be different usually in like rocket league or in in smaller titles where every player is paid the same yeah but if you go into a league of legends team you usually have a star player yeah i mean look if if i was gonna go in here and tell you like oh 2019 fanatic you know Bripo, broxa nemesis reckless and hillisang on the roster they were all paid equal i would be lying yeah you know like if if you have like a clear star or you know a, a star player like franchise player you, you look at like every team it and it doesn't necessarily have to be performance only but it's like you know a bjergsen a double lift reckless you know look, look into look into valorant um we talked about this in in like the early days someone like scream who yeah. switched over from counter-strike um, oh yeah same you know like right now if you take durker or boaster out of Fnatic and put one of them into like a another team and you pay them the same salary as the other team i don't you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tricky because, yeah, players don't have the same... At some point, players don't have the same worth anymore. No, of wow, course. Wow, that, that sentence, course. like, if you if you listen to that without context, it sounds super weird, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know, I know what you mean, but I, I think yeah. you're right that that time comes where the valuation of the player changes. Yeah. So, no, I, I think that's more than fair, and I think you're definitely right, especially when it comes to... Like Bose is a prime example right there with the amount of PR that he does yeah. and and how heavily involved he is and the whole time representing his brand, like not or his brand and Fnatic's brand, like that in itself is worth more money. Yeah. That that is. It's like product placement advertising just by having him there in a in a Fnatic jersey doing social content, doing a watch along, something like that. So yeah, I think I think you're right. That does then make it difficult. So if you've then got your 200k pot of money, how is that then going to be allocated if you've yeah. got maybe some absolute S-tier player on like 60, 70k and then someone else on 10k, you know? Maybe not that think extreme. Think about it but, this way. Yeah. Especially in other, in like weaker Let's label it weaker regions. Yeah. It's something that you maybe see as well in Valorant. Um, 
I mean, one example is, and and this is where you know I'm I'm working in, uh, Mina. Yeah. Mina in League of Legends and in Valorant is not as strong as the rest of Europe. Yeah. So, and we, we've seen this at the top as well. Like you know the LCS, either EU and NA, haven't been as strong as Korea. You know we talked about regional dominance. Yeah. So there were like certain import rules that you could import like up to two players from a different region and that would happen so but what are like if you are a pro player what are the what is the reason for you to go to a region that is weaker it's like sure you may have a faster path or like an easier path because the competition isn't as strong towards playoffs or you know getting to like we're talking League of Legends, so there is no promotion tournament. Yeah. But like getting to EMEA Masters. But um, also, the opposing teams are likely importing as well. So what is the actual benefit? Because it's not necessarily easier or harder to do it from another region. The benefit is, you're the star player there, and you're getting paid better. Yeah. If there's a salary cap that is set like at 200k per year, as is the case, or like is, is the rumor according to sources for the Spanish Superliga, let's dissect that number. You divide it equally amongst the five players. It's what 40k per yep. year. That's a 3.3 3.3k per month. That is a gross salary. Like that's not net. Yeah. Like either these players are employed and with you know health insurance taxes and all of that stuff when you're employed or when you're having your own business you'll probably end up at like 2k net yep. 2k after taxes 2k like take home pay that is when everyone is paid equal uh, now you go into like you know whatever region and you attract you you really want to win so you attract a star player you have to pay that player more means you have to pay those other players less yeah. and then they end up below 2k like if, if you look at the 40k per year in some countries in like short you know this countries have like different levels of For sure where, where of they're course. with power wise economics and you know we, we always you know you, you would always say like oh if you go more towards eastern europe you know like 40k per year that's massive amount of money but 40k per year which is likely euros if you're living in the UK and you get you you take home like what uh one point how much is that one point six k or something like that yeah it's your take home pay depending on like where you actually live like you cannot live in London with that wage you really cannot like no and with yeah I mean with the cost of most houses at the moment you'd struggle anyway but yeah yeah at so, that point you're affecting it, livelihood. Right. Yeah, imagine, and then, you know, you're you're at last. So, I'm not sure if, like, 200k is the right number. Yeah. Um, If that should be, you know, a little bit higher, or if, like, I honestly think, like, 200k, if you pay, like, everyone equally, that's somewhat okay and, and fair, you know. It depends a little bit of, like, where players live. Um, But we kind of, like, had the same numbers, like, the average... The average salary, I think, of, of ERL players playing at the top um, four years ago in 2019 was already at, like, between 3 and 4K. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it, it kind of feels like it's stagnated a little bit. I know, like, in the LEC, um, salaries have gone up a little bit since 2019, 2020. I think, like, 2020 is, is kind of like when they peaked, 2021. Yep. And since then, they have gone down a little bit again and or, or have kind of, like, stagnated. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's tricky. I also understand the reason of, like, why... Because, like, when you look at the LEC, you also have a minimum salary, which... I'm sure, you know, especially when you just get, when you have players that just get promoted to LEC, you know, maybe you're looking to pay minimum salary. That minimum salary is 60, or like at least, you know, a couple of years ago was 60k euros per year. Yeah. Which 60k, 40k, um, like 40k at the cap um, for one player, and then 60k the minimum salary. There isn't a huge gap. Um, but it kind of like there needs to be someone of a gap to like show like oh you know the LFL is that is the amateur level yeah compared to the LEC or the Superliga that is the amateur level compared to LEC Prime League amateur level so yeah it's kind of like with, with the popularity yeah. and like the viewership that especially the viewership that the LFL and the Superliga have because like those are the two those are the two leagues with with the most viewership like have you ever like if you haven't everyone at home then you know search for lfl finals clips like for example when when reckless goes in there uh whilst he was with carmine corp those arenas are on fire yeah it's massive there's so many people watching um it's i think nearly as big as the lec god um yeah so i could imagine that you know putting in a salary cap and kind of like keeping players not not keeping players low but like introducing measures like that is also a hey if you are an absolute top player your goal should be to be in the lec not make shit sure. tons of money while playing in you know an amateur league yeah man and i i think that's what i think that's where my mind's at with it right it's, it's that stepping stone it's the proving grounds it's that ability to be able to survive on money but still push for more right is that if you you know what you can make if you hit that tier one um so yeah i think again we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on what happens with all of this to see how it progresses um i think i mentioned this to you before the call that um there's a few agents that i know that have made comments on it that are very very negative um so it, it, will it be scrapped will it not we don't know um i think oh again you know it's it's just sources right now i mean yeah exactly i think i think there are lots of pros to a salary cap um but you know it, it also had some has some downsides and yeah. it is especially when you're looking at different regions different markets um be it you know france spain germany northern europe turkey Mena, like different markets you have to evaluate them differently yeah um so yeah and and then but with, with that you know you're guiding players decisions if the salary cap in the lfl is higher than the one in in the spanish league then you're kind of like forcing that every player who cannot go to the lec wants to go to the lfl 
Yeah. Because this is where they can, like, if, if, for example, the LFL has the highest salary cap, then this is where they can mathematically make the most money. Yep. Um, so, you know, you're, you're creating some more, like, regional dominance in that regard. Of, yep. like, oh, yeah, like, the LFL is then just the best league because they can just pay the best players. So yeah, yeah is is it 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 is I think it's tricky and it, it is a it is a topic like to to make if you're sitting at if 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 I were sitting at riot and like having to make that decision is like I don't want to know how much data you need to put behind those decisions. Yeah. Cuz it's just like you know evaluating the markets in terms of their viewership in terms of like the player base, how many good players there are. How many players are in in Europe? Um, you know, kind of like, and every org is like at least sending into Riot usually the contract. So like Riot usually knows how much the players are making. Yeah. But like evaluating all of those numbers as well. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Like there's so many factors to be able to try and calculate that. Um, so yeah, I definitely get what you mean. I think that would be an absolute task to try <laughs> to try and figure out like the market and and where that number should be at based on based on the results but yeah yeah i don't know I, it, go on it's, it's been discussed like over and over again because like again you know like you esports is not as regulated in in in, in terms of like teams so like you know yeah. we're circling back again you know it's 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 a recurring theme. It's always about the money, right? Um, <laughs> always, yeah. But, um, you know, where does the money from the esports teams come from? Uh, you know, we, we talked about this in the past episodes, but you cannot prevent at this point in time that, you know, there's someone who just has a lot of money and has a passion for esports to go there and spend millions on ends to just create a super team. Like, yeah. that is... You cannot prevent that. Um, I mean, to the best of their abilities, because like you know, money isn't everything. You know, players also want to win, and yeah, if exactly. that super team is is not created in like the LEC or in the LCS, and it's in one of the amateur leagues, you know, of course you're not gonna get. You're maybe not gonna get the best players uh, that are already playing in the LEC because. They will not, you know, change those kind of things. But it's it's a little bit of a measure of like trying to control this a little bit more, um, which isn't bad per se. But yeah, it's it's just a difficult task, and we've been talking about this in in League of Legends about like the ups and downs of salary caps and um, if something like that should exist um, over and over again. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a good topic for, you know, player associations to get in and... Uh, true, very true. And chime in with their opinions. Yeah. No, definitely. Who knows? We might see some more player associations pop up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that was really well put, man. I think, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on and just see how things change. Because the, the nice thing is right now, just to kind of wrap it up from from my side is there based on a lot of things that are obviously happening in the happening in the industry right now there seems to be a lot of new things happening whether they're whether they're good or bad 
there are new things happening there are new approaches of doing something or new individuals coming in and trying something new so I think that is one of the exciting things to see at the moment is that there are things that could massively pay off or they could crumble and cause a lot of damage but it's in some sort of way like just the industry growing up i guess i think well i, I mean yeah look, 100%. you and you and me we've we've grown up with esports right yeah. like i mean the i think i said this last time but like i i got drawn into esports in 2002 like what yeah. 21 years ago because on german tv there was a show where people would play um warcraft 3 um without expansion back then and starcraft brute war against each other and then you know if you were tuning in enough like late at night they would actually play counter-strike 1.6 yeah or probably even 1.5 before that and you would see that on tv and i was like what i was 12 yeah i was looking i was like holy shit this is amazing this is cool i want to do that and then you know here we are 21 years later and this is my career so and there's a lot of people in this industry that you know have a similar backstory they have grown up with esports and and, you know their beliefs and and what they do and how they think about the industry all of that stuff changes i mean i'm thinking a lot differently about business than i did what a year ago or even two years ago yeah so you, ha- you have other approaches and and i think you know like the things that we see right now uh is just you know it is the it is the esports industry growing up it's like you know maybe and, and this is you know this is this is a far throw but the reason why we haven't seen a rocket league players association so far is because the player base was younger yes that game is what yeah. eight years old but also we all know the player base is younger so for them to like grow up more and like wh- when you're in your teens and your early 20s you don't really want to think about business yeah um <laughs> definitely like, not i didn't i'm i am very interested in business yeah but like to be honest in my early 20s i wasn't yeah and all of my, all of my business all of the the business stuff that only came like in my later 20s and now in in my early 30s um so yeah is and and i could I, I would assume that you know it's the same for like most of the rocket league players that or like that could be one explanation it's it's a far fetch far throw however you want to say it um talked enough about uh traditional sports so look i don't even know if you fetch or throw a ball anymore <laughs> i blame the pregnant pregnancy brain yeah um, <laughs> too right <laughs> and that's slowly but surely jumping over but yeah uh you know it could be one explanation it's like growing up sometimes and you know depending on like how the core or the main parts of the industry is is run or is what the industry is composed of that that changes yeah and we're we're seeing it all over the place Not, not only rocket league not only league of legends but like you know yeah that was very eloquently put that was very nice you know we we all get older like all of yeah. the imagine like all of the people that you know were the pioneers of esports and like doing it in the first place they're they're they are slowly in their 40s now you know because like yeah, those when, when i was 12 and like watching those players you know they were like 
they were like 18 yeah 18 19 20 you know like they were like i just remember you know like there's this this ukrainian pro uh back then he was a protoss player white draw um i think he's like he's easily in his 40s i guess so yeah like if we can find out (laughs) white like the color and then ra ukrainian like the sun god yes Uh, yeah there's there's there usually was a dash in between he had uh, special tactics protoss special tactics 42 yeah look those 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 are the pioneers of like the esports industry they were like what some of the first professional players like the really you know professional players and like if you think on like any other traditional business if you are you know what the top dog ceo of like an in like look at the people who are running the esport the esport teams that come like from a player background like um oh i mean he's he's no longer with g2 but carlos ocelot yep he's still in his 30s look at Fnatic. you have sam matthews i don't know if sam is in his 40s yet i know karn is karn isn't hasn't hit the 40 mark yet um but you know like those were like the the first pioneers of of esports um some of the old school counter-strike players i mean forest is still kinda forest is my age but like they're all in their 30s now yeah yeah which is look look at any other traditional industry Look, look at finance or you know media entertainment whatever and if those dudes like if, if you're looking at the ceos and the people who are leading this stuff yeah it's like you you look at them and they're in their like late 30s early 40s and you're like wow they're young they had an amazing career yeah, but like true. for us in esports you know those guys are boomers yeah <laughs> i've been I've, like i i mean you you and me have both worked with Harry. I still work with Harry um, yeah, because he's yeah. doing social media at Nigma. Um, but like, look, I I usually get called Boomer by him once a week. <laughs> that sounds about right, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Is is us growing up slowly but surely and <laughs> maturing? Yeah. Esports esports is young, but you know we're. Like, we're getting yeah, there. The in- <laughs> we're getting there. The industry is still growing, and yeah, it might take some time. But yeah, it's an interesting space. That's why yeah. we're talking about it. Yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, I think that's a lovely little roundup uh, for today's episode. Um, yeah, the uh, the general moral and story of this episode is everyone's getting is older. <laughs> Um, I, was, I was like the general Mori is like oh esports is just in its in its experimental phase yeah jesus <laughs> christ yeah esports <laughs> is currently at college and feeling a bit rowdy um yep. so it's gonna try some things out but god i might have to cut that good god we'll keep it in we can talk about fish true um, man true we, we can talk about esports being in its experimental phase yeah, esports is an experimental phase. Everyone's getting older, and we're all fish. And yeah. that was this episode. Thank you <laughs> very much, everyone, for listening. Um, I've been Zach. I've been Jan. This is Forge. And if you have any questions, I want to follow us. Yes. I mean, you can easily find us on socials if you want to. 
And then if you have any questions, info at forge-podcast.com. Yep. Also forge-podcast.com. That's our website. Um, and from there, you can find our podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Yep. But if you want to leave a review, we're happy about it. Yes. Very happy. We are fish. See you next time. <laughs> bye-bye. Yes, bye-bye.